0: This is Mike Salen, the host of Intentional Conversations. The podcast you're getting ready to listen to, there is very obvious the enemy didn't want this podcast to happen. The message that you're about to hear from Brother Benny is very powerful and it's something that all of us as Christians and brothers in Christ needs to take to heart. It is a message of how we approach life and how we need to approach our service to our Lord and King Jesus Christ. I hope you will enjoy this, but you will hear from time to time what seems to be skipping in the recording. And that's because of technical difficulties that we had that we could not work out. But we didn't feel like we needed to redo the broadcast just so we can do that. Because it was very obvious that the enemy was trying to disrupt what we were doing. So I hope you will listen to this very intensely and let allow God to speak into your life. So with no further ado, I hope you enjoy this podcast of intentional conversations with Mike Sandlin with our guest, Brother Benny. God bless you. Welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. So on Intentional Conversations, we interview men's leaders to help men grow spiritually and help leaders and pastors in today's culture. Discussing issues that men face every day. It is a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. Hi, I'm Mike Sallin, your host, and thank you for joining us on this uh, very, very special podcast um this week we're not going to really be talking about men's ministry in specifically however we will be talking about the need to reach unreached people groups around the world that a men's ministry or other church ministries can be a part of my sources tell me that there are over 11,000 unreached people groups around the world and of those 70 over 7200 of them have less than 2% of a christian population and there are 3100 people groups that have no active church planning or active missionary connected with them today we will talk with someone whose ministries are to reach those unreached people and and in and the unengaged making disciples and planting churches where no church exists my guest today is brother Benny pastor excuse me well president of alpha ministries and chief executive pastor of alpha bible churches in asia brother benny thank you for joining us today on, on intentional conversations
1: thank you for having me brother it's Good, wonderful it's, to join you this today
0: i do appreciate it. i met benny uh sometime back and of. Uh, I've heard him speak, and it, it is uh, he is a blessing just to hear what God is doing through his life and over the years and things. Let me read a little bio about Brother Benny before we get into the meat of our discussion today and, and share so you know a little bit more about him. Uh, Brother Benny uh, started off evidently in the healthcare industry because it says in 1994, Brother Benny resigned from his job in the healthcare in New York City to become involved in the work of Alpha Ministries. Benny spends most of his time speaking at at seminaries in Africa and Asia countries, empowering Christian believers who are persecuted for their faith. He is called to motivate, mobilize, and support the national evangelists and pastors to reach the, the least reach for Jesus Christ. Brother Benny is one of the global speakers for the Voice of the Martyrs Conference, where he is mentoring and serving in his local church on the mission field. And Brother Benny has been empowered by God with the ability to encourage others and nurture belief in God's endless possibilities. He has authored and co-authored several books. Brother Benny has been married to his wife for 30 years, and they have been blessed with three children. And you know, Brother man, I, I, when I was reading your bio, there's something there at the bottom I really like that you, you got there is your purpose statement. And, and you don't see that on too many people's bios, but you have your purpose statement here. It says, to make Christ known in places where they have never heard the gospel, mobilizing natives to accomplish God's global agenda among the least rich. That is super, man. That's just super more people probably should probably more people probably should do that shouldn't they
1: we all are supposed to do that everyone who is a disciple of jesus christ is supposed to share the gospel with others and it starts Um, locally and globally it is not just uh, internationally it is right here too there is a great need right here too we have all these unreached people that we talk about from different languages and people groups they come as immigrant into this country too and um, we have a great harvest field right here in America. So uh, locally and globally we have to be engaged in sharing with those who don't know Christ and that that is very important for every one of us.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was in a, I was in a meeting yesterday in which we were talking about unreached people groups and that's where re- actually where I got the numbers that I shared earlier in the program. And uh, uh, one of the things we were talking about is right here in the area that I live, which you know about um is uh we're talking about the number of people groups that has moved into our area from various regions around the world that needs to be touched and reached out and how how we can do that and where it's encouraging and uh uh, charging uh those who were in attendance to pick one of those people groups and focus on them through prayer and also making an intentional connection with them uh, throughout the community
1: you talk about any nation; they're right here in America, mm-hmm. and every day there are people coming in, even during this COVID time. I mean, I'm hearing of people that have come from other nations that we know of.
0: So, Benny, I got a couple of questions I like to ask all my guests when um, uh, they come on, and as we get it start really starting about the ministry. Is what is a a verse? And I know there, it's hard to pick out any one particular verse in the Bible, maybe to to some some people. But is there a verse that maybe God is speaking with you right now in particular or anchor verse uh, that may deal with Alpha Ministries or or something that uh, that uh, God has really impressed upon you uh, from the Bible right now? I mean, right now, if you ask, I mean, one of the verse
1: I have always kept in front of me is Psalms 37, verse 23, which says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. So, you know. I believe that God orders our steps. There is no accidents, lucks, or chances. Every day is a gift from Him, and He guides and directs our steps. And it is almost like a father looking at the child, you know, as he walks. My son, when he was a baby, he would walk, and uh, you see how you, you know, take obstacles out of his way so he can walk. And I feel the same connection when I read that scripture. And that's been my uh, verse in my life that every Step of my life, I have seen him guide and direct my life for his glory. But if you ask Mm -hmm. me right now, during Mm -hmm. this time, what is the particular verse? It is, um, I should say, these days I'm meditating more on Jeremiah chapter 29. I know that's a chapter uh, all of us know, you know, because of this very important uh, verse is verse 11. Um, I think most students, uh, Bible students, everyone memorize that. For I know the thoughts that I bring towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an accepted end. Means, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the thought. God's plan for us is not for evil. That's a passage. Everyone loves it. But we forget the context of Jeremiah 29 it was not written when everything was going well, you know, that we all quote that verse, but we forget in chapter 29, it begins that, that this is a letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the those elders and others who were taken away captive uh, and to by Nebuchadnezzar and others, you know, from Jerusalem to Babylon. And here you see that this letter is coming at a time when Prophets and others are prophesying, saying that, hey, this uh, situation that we are in, this captivity will end pretty soon. You don't have to worry about these things. You know, it'll take, uh, don't worry about it. Just rest, relax. We are going back. That kind of a mindset. Yeah. But God had to send a message saying that, hey, listen, the the Lord of hosts is saying unto Israel that who have ca- carried away captive. That I have caused to I've caused you to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. God is taking responsibility. He's saying that, hey, listen, I'm it is my personal responsibility that I'm taking you as captive. but at the same time uh, he's saying that you while you are in, Jer- in in Babylon, you need to do something instead of complaining and getting upset, country I used to live anywhere, live before things have changed look at this I feel like a captive guy here person right now because things are not the same it used to be you know even you yeah. can sometimes be in a relationship and be in a home and you can feel captive and you can be in a job and you don't a boss changes and the situation changes you feel like you are captive in that place or I f- feel like captivity experiences. We can feel those things and and in those times you feel like numb and you don't want to do anything. You feel like, hey, I'm done. Nothing is going to work here. But God is sending to this letter through Jeremiah to his people saying that, hey, you're here, not just for a short time, but you're going to be here for 70 years. And mm-hmm. after 70 years, you'll be out of this place. But while you are here, you have a responsibility, a God-given responsibility. That's what the word says in verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. See, God is taking responsibility and he's saying that I am the one who has taken you captive. He's ordering in verse 5, build houses, dwell in them, plant garden. Eat the fruits of them. Take wives, beget sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons. Give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that ye may be increased there, not diminished. And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray unto the Lord for it. See, he's saying that, you know, don't just fold your arms and just relax and just complain and sit. Looking at the situation, hey, this is not my president. This is not the way I thought my political party will be. I'm not supposed to look right or left. I have to look heavens and earth. And so God is saying that, hey, uh, many a times we feel that, hey, this is not my president. Or my, my, this is not my governor. This is not the way it should be. We all have situation. even sometimes in churches. When we go and we attend and we feel like, hey, the pastor has changed. This is not the same church I used to go to or this is not the same way we used to do things. We all come up with those kind of uh, situations in our life and we make uh, our thinking go in that uh, way. But God doesn't want us to do that. God wants us to do is what? In the situation where I have planted you or where I have placed you. Develop some roots in there, in that relationship. That means if you want to be fruitful, be rooted in that place. Yeah, Don't man. keep plucking yourself, moving from one place to another place. Do what is what? Plant gardens. Build houses. Building houses is not easy. You know, it takes a lot of labor and a lot of work to be done. And it's saying not only build house, but dwell in them. Plan to stay long term. There is no short term. Shortcuts, no short rescues out of this place. And he's saying to do that, take wives, and you know, just uh, ming and uh, just get into the uh, rhythm and try to understand the culture, know the people, try to do things, and not only do that. Uh, I know, looking at the situation, you might hate those situations that you are seeing, but God doesn't want you to hate that, but God wants you to do what is. What Pray for them. Pray for Babylon. Can you imagine? He's asking his children to pray for Babylon. God put Babylon for a purpose. Don't get bitter about them, but pray for them. God says, you need Babylon, and Babylon needs you. I mean, that is what the situation right now in America is too. That, uh, we see situations, and we see the country, and we... See all the political things happening. We get so upset and nerve, uh, get fed up and things like that. We don't have to. God is large and in charge. He's in control of everything. He knows everything. So if you ask me, brother, words is on my heart for the American people right now that don't be disheartened by the situations. Don't look here and there. Look to Jesus Christ. Uh, the yeah, psalmist right. says... Uh, uh, I lift up my eyes unto the Lord, from whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. That is where we look to. That is what we look to, not to the situations around, surrounding us. Our eyes should be focused on Jesus Christ and our life yeah. should be in sync with him. That is what we have to do. That's why he's saying, and seek the peace of the city where I've caused you to be carried away captive, Pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. That's Amen. that's all happening before all that promise comes in verse ten. It says that for thus says the Lord: After seventy years be accomplished at Babylon, I'll visit you, perform my good works word through towards you in causing you to return to this place. God is going to perform His word towards us. You know what the end result in Revelation is going to be. Uh, so absolutely. we don't have to worry about that. He will perform what he has promised. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. To give you an accepted end. Then shall he be he call upon me and he shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken you. God will hear us when we have our life, uh, when we have our ears close to his heart. Listen to him Make him, hear him, make him dear in our life. And then we fear Lord. And as we do that, we will see his glory through our life. And that's what the thing that is um, God is uh, speaking to my heart these days. That, you know, let's not worry about the situations. Let's, Let's not complain, murmur, complaining, murmuring, and all that is not... Good, be content in Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 6, 6, and it says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, Um, if you want great gain, it is not godliness with prosperity, godliness with complaining, godliness with, you know, uh, (laughs) murmuring, godliness with contentment. What is contentment? To be satisfied in Christ Jesus, Mm -hmm. knowing that, He will direct our steps. He is in control of our life. And that contentment should be the one that we should have. And that is when we can see God work and move uh, in a mighty way in our life. So my heart's desire and uh, prayer these days is from this chapter 29 uh, of Jeremiah. That, you know, God will give a passion in everyone's heart to plant. What are we planting? The seeds of the word of God into the hearts of others by sharing the gospel. Can you imagine? I did mention with you about when I saw this, uh, saw you, the world is coming here. I told you uh, that, you know, we have, if you go to New Jersey for one apartment, there are, I think 32 languages to just explain how the front um, uh, door system works, garbage system works. And when the garbage will be picked up and all those things. If you go to New York City, in near Brooklyn, there's a town called Jackson Heights. If you just Google it, you'll see that. Jackson Heights has been changed to J. Krishna Heights. means mm. Lord Krishna's name is given to them. Because once you I land there, you land there, you'll all look. It, it looks like Little India right there. You know, so no doubt we had Little China and all that thing, but this is, I'm talking about India or you come to Denver, I've been to one place in Denver, entire Nepal's population is right there in place, right there in Denver, um, Colorado. There are many, if you come to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and you go there, you see the entire uh, Ethiopian community, Sudanese communities, if you go to uh, Dearborn, uh, Michigan, if you pass through that, you you will feel like that's Saudi Arabia, actually. The way the building's designs are and everything, it looks totally different. So the reason I'm sharing that is uh, we love people. We want others to come here. We want them, as they come here, we have a greater opportunity to share the gospel with them. But America has not been doing that. We are very engaged with missions. I know that. We do lot, send a lot of missionaries it is, the example I use is, it's like when you get on an airplane, they will give you the security uh, details in the beginning. You know, the flight attendants will talk right. about right. Um, where, where to sit, what, right. where your um, um, you know, life vest is going to be and all that. And before that, they say that. In case of the cabin pressure goes down, uh, the oxygen mask will come. Before assisting others, you put your mask on. I would say that America never put its mask on. We have been always going to help others. That's why September 11 happened. We never valued, um, gave importance in saturating America with with the gospel. We wanted to send, like last year during the COVID time, I was so disappointed that I was on a Zoom meeting and there is a gentleman who is, selling and from broken arrow he's selling everything he has and he's moving to one of the south asian countries which is to- which has totally banned any missions or missionary work in that place the nationals in that country is not allowed to uh, do any mission work and there are people that i know of who are undergoing uh, you know court cases and situations like that there are over 26 people that I know from different denominations and groups who are in prison right now, mm. sending a, a man, a Caucasian man, from here to that country to reach. And we, everyone is getting excited. And that's good. I mean, I'm not saying don't send people. But there are nations that we can send and they... There is much more work to be done. We are ignoring all that. And we are sending to a place where this thing is not going to work. That man is going to be in hiding. He cannot go out. He will have his own business, his life, all that thing there. But he can he's limited with his life to go and reach someone. We won't do uh, business if our returns are not good. But we will do missions sometimes where we don't care about the returns. We... We want to send someone there and we we like to say that, oh, he's in a restricted country. He does this, he does that. But we don't want to go there and teach those nationals and uh, give them the seeds in the hand so that they can go and you know plant a harvest. We don't invest money into that. But we are sending someone who is uh, taking 60000 $70,000 a year to go there to settle. And after two or three years, he will come back. Whereas my eyes have seen in Bosnia, two about three weeks ago, I was there in Bosnia. I was at the Eastern European block right there. There are millions of people in those areas who have never heard about Jesus. They're all This
0: is hard come to, to the Bosnia. You know, that's just hard to believe. You know, the uh, those of us who live in America. Uh, everywhere you turn, you, you you should be able to hear about Christ. So so I'm even amazed at people in the United States. Sometimes you hear them talking about, I've not heard this story before. And then so just uh, you got millions of people in the country, like what you were just saying, that's never heard about Christ. It's hard for some, some church people to fathom.
1: Exactly. I mean, the reason is that uh, we come to church, we attend, we go. It is almost like, you know, uh, a routine duty. We want to come and just please God and leave. No, we are to be disciples of Jesus Christ. We therefore make disciples. And we don't have time for disciple making in churches. I mean, you get saved. uh, That's it. I mean, you have this security to go to heaven. No, life is more than that. You have to get busy in sharing the gospel with others. And who will do that? A church that is engaged in discipleship making, discipleship making, and what is happening is Satan is singing lullaby to the church, and believers are sleeping. We need to get busy in sharing this good news with others every day. Getting an, for for example, so talking about uh, the Eastern Bloc, go to Croatia. It's a strong Catholic nation, and. I was in an area where, I think, 20 years ago, two young guys on a mountain, saw so Mary. Now that place has become a tourist place with millions of people taking tourist trips there. And it is a nation where nobody will block you from sharing the gospel because it is basically a, a Catholic nation. You can go there and reach, but we don't want to reach those places We because that place is... Uh, doesn't move the hearts of people to say, wow, uh, you're in this poor um, uh, nation and this, oh, this is where the people are. Oh, uh, you, th- There you don't hear those sad stories of poverty and things which will ignite a little heart for people. No, missions is not done like that. We need to be doing it where we can find people and make changes. So you will ask me, so what about, about this closed countries? You need to get those people who are already in the ministry, bring them out and and go there or take a trip, go there, train them, equip them, and send them out and stand with them. Lift their hands up like Moses' hands was lifted by Aaron and who, as the um, as the battle was going on, to stand with them, pray for them, saying that brother, I believe in you. I want to do, come by beside you and help you. That is what we should be doing. But but there you don't get any glory, you know, where you can bring the numbers out and say that I found this God and this numbers. And that numbers game is a big, uh, bad thing in America that has killed missions work. I mean, I remember one time I was in a nation. Uh, An American man was uh, in this team that we were taking. And he had a clicker on his belt and this clicker will click. And um, so what he will do is he will go to the hotel doorkeeper. And I saw him. The hotel door, doorkeeper is a tall guy he's, uh, and he, he has a big mustache and a turban and things. So he's taking a picture with him and he's standing there. And he, this guy is talking to him and saying that, hey, listen, I come from America. I believe in Jesus Christ. Do you know Jesus? He said, no. Oh, you have to believe Jesus came, died, and he gave his life for us. And do you and he barely can understand what the whole story he's sharing. He's just saying, yes, yes. The doorkeeper's job is what? Smile, open the door, greet people, and the more you smile, you get a tip and you leave. And I'm watching this guy from inside the lobby. And he's a friend who has I mean he's one of our team members. I'm looking at him and he's sharing with him. And then he's the The doorkeeper shakes his head. And, uh, you know, do you believe in Jesus? Can you pray this prayer? And he made him just pray that prayer. And afterwards, he will click his clicker that, hey, one person got saved. And for me, that man worships so many different gods and goddesses. And for him to have one more, it's not a big deal. He doesn't even know what lostness or how lost he is or what it is for him. To shake his head, tell them, American, you know, I, I love you. And to stand with that white man and take a picture That for him, that is a big thing to come back and show to his wife that, look at this. Um, I took a picture with this foreigner who came there. You know, they love and they respect that. I mean, you talk about Sri Lanka, Nepal, whichever country I'm talking about, everywhere it is the same thing. Towards uh, the trip end, he just counted the number and said that I got to share the gospel with over this many people and this many people got saved. And he came back and he testified that at his church. Whereas we as a ministry, the whole year we do ministry there, we haven't reached uh, our total for salvation might be 4,000 something, but his number just by making one trip is over 15, uh, 10% of what we have done in that six or seven days trip. The reason I'm sharing that is the ears are itching to hear those things. Eyes are itching to see the poverty and the difficulty, but not the good side of the things, you know. That are. So that's why everybody wants to take this route, this road. There are blocks, for example, Philippines. It's an open country. They love basketball. Every block has a basketball court. How much more Im- impact we can do there? They can understand English better than many of the other Asian countries that I'm talking about where you are not invited. But we don't want to go there. We don't want to do something long term in that place. I mean, I'm not saying people are not doing it. There are a remnant of little group of people doing things. But what I'm trying to share is we need to get busy and invest in nations like, you know, All this uh, Eastern Bloc and other places you can go. And how do you reach this other restricted countries? You bring, you find people who are actively involved, train them, help them, give them tools, strengthen them so that the gospel can advance. And that is what we should be doing in those places.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, let's talk about... um... Alpha Ministries a little bit, exactly what Alpha Ministries does. I know that uh, y'all do a, do a lot of work all, or, all across the, the, the world through that. And and can you share a little bit about uh, how a person like myself can partner with Alpha Ministries and, and what I can do to help Alpha Ministries uh, to, to reach these uh, unreached people and, and be able to engage them?
1: Yes, our heart's desire is to make disciples and uh, bring help, hope, and healing to transform lives. Mm -hmm. You know, the church job is, uh, for example, evangelism that results into discipleship, discipleship that results into church planting, church planting that results into church building and community, and the fifth point is community development. Church is there to bring changes and effect into that community. Right. God has not called us to build monuments, but God has called us to start a movement for his glory. And mm. everywhere we go, we have big monuments. I was um, a few years ago in Dallas, and someone showed me a church building and took me... a on a tour and showed that and said this church costed $140 million to build this church and down few blocks down, there is an entire community of needy people in trailer park and other situations, you know, where we can impact and change so many lives in those place places. But that's why I say that we are not called to <laughs> build, uh, you know, monuments, but to, Have a movement for Jesus Christ where you transform lives. How do you do that? By discipling. Discipleship is the most important. So the nations where we go, we are spending money in impact training. That means international pastors and um, and teachers access cross-cultural training, you know, impact training. We do impact training. Impact training is inviting them to a safe place and teaching them about evangelism, you know, uh, discipleship, church planting, finances, family, and uh, those different topics we teach them. And uh, we even teach them how to learn the Word of God and love the Word of God and then place a Bible in their hands. You know, that is very important. Oh, and yeah. So that uh, placing a Bible and not only doing that. And afterwards, if you if they are working there, we have a means to even reach the children through CBC, Children's Bible Class, or VBS, and uh, those children who are going through bible class we want everyone to have a, the word of god and we want to connect with the families and help with the families how we can help you know kids ed- have education and uh, and um, expand the, i mean uh, and get out of poverty we can uh, it's the same statement that uh, someone said you know you can um, feed someone fish one or two or three days but it is better to teach them how to fish so they can so we want to give them tools in their hands so that they can be um, self-supportive in their life and advance and get out of poverty so we have ministries with the children we have ministries where we help widows called aware assisting widows and the elderly i mean that's a responsibility that as people of god we have to take care and we have to help so in many nations uh, you know like um, Ba- ba- Nepal, Bangladesh or Burma so not only do that uh, at the same time we have other projects where we help people who are in need through Operation Hope our people in need projects and that Operation Hope for right now during COVID we are helping families who are in need R- yesterday I got a big request from ba- Burma uh, with the needs that is happening you know the COVID has and taken a lot of lives right there in Burma right now. And uh, because in February, the new government came in and it, uh, new, not the new government, the military government moved in and uh, the civilians are all uh, un- uh, put behind bars and things, and it's about 900 plus people have died. I, you know, you don't hear those news here in America. Right now, we are more fighting <laughs> inside us and trying to... Um, get this political elite. Um, I mean, our political turmoil is so big that we don't have time to look outside of what uh, our our limited space. So that's why we are missing to hear or see those needs. You know, we need to lift up our eyes and see beyond our borders to see what is happening. So we are helping people there. I mean, I, I'm just opening up my phone to just read the latest text. We have given nearly thousand plus um, what we call... Uh, rice bags and oils and things to families um, in need right there in Burma since February of year when this uh, coup took control of uh, the situation in place. 1,100 bags of rice. Each bags are nearly uh, 25 kgs each. You know, So that tells you how much of rice we have given. And then we have feeding um, approximately 2,300 families uh, every month since February. We have been doing that. So uh, in that, mostly 100 and 180 children are there in our nutrition and, uh, uh, pro- and and CBC kind of, means children's Bible class kind of projects there in Burma alone. So I'm just giving you an idea of that. Mm-hmm. So we help people. when we see a need. We are a need-based ministry. Means when you see a need, you jump in and you help. For example, when COVID was hitting high and people are dying with lack of oxygen and ambulance and transport, our ministry van was turned into an ambulance right away. We got it done and now it is helping people, transporting people in when they need to go to a hospital or anywhere we are giving that services so well, i'm giving an example that we are helping in those avenues means Amen. taking need bringing help hope and healing to transform lives and transform lives will see jesus christ not many people are going to read the bible we are the moving bible and god has asked us to love and to share and that is what we as a ministry we are doing so with our love, people will come to know Christ, and that is the goal of our ministry. Wherever you, God places us, we are doing that training, equipping, sending, and uh, um, at the same time, helping those people in need.
0: Amen. Well, let me ask you this for those who are, who, who are listening. Can I contact Alpha Ministries and and try to join one of the teams that may be going into one of these countries through through your ministry? Do you uh, yes, sir. I know I looked at on your website and you have a me- medical missions, so obviously you need yes, people like doctors and nurses and dentists and things of that nature too. Yes. So uh, if I uh, can I join that team for whatever yes trips you may be taking and how would I how would I do that? How would I start that process?
1: With the COVID, because of COVID, we haven't taken any t- trips lately. Okay. And uh, some of the nations where we are working, they got. Uh, we have the closed-door situation where Westerners are not allowed anymore right now. For example, in Burma, the airport is shut down. The, there is no uh, flights going out or in from that country after the okay. military coup. And so we cannot go there or those people have not come out of that country too. So situation right now is very difficult. So it is not possible right now. We are waiting, maybe Lord willing, 2023, we are taking a trip to the team to uh, Sri Lanka. And we will have many other nations joining there to do a large uh, training conference right there. So we are planning on that. And during that time, we will have a medical team with us. That we do everywhere. Uh, yeah. Our job is what take the pastors and train them while they are being trained. If you have children, have a children's camp at the same site, and if you have doctors and nurses, uh, make them do uh, medical camps so the local public can be blessed. So, and by the evening we'll have a evangelistic meeting. So all those people who went to medical camps and others, and you know um, the children's family and things, they will come to that meeting. Uh, Maybe it's in Philippines or uh, Bangladesh or Nepal, wherever it is, or now in Sri Lanka. That is what we are going to do. I mean, uh, so everyone has an opportunity to be salt and light in that community, not love and leave the people there, but, you know, invest into their lives. And that is what our goal is as a ministry
0: amen amen well brother benny we have come up on our time we're going to have to close out and you have provided a lot of good great information to help uh help us understand what is going on around the world and and being able to reach uh uh, many of these unreached people in these uh, these groups and i i there's no doubt god was in your in speaking through you today because you challenged our hearts you challenged my heart uh, as you were speaking from Jeremiah 29. It, that, that is that is powerful what you shared. And I do appreciate you doing that. That kind of went a little different than what I had planned uh, us to talk about. I was hoping <laughs> to be able to speak more on on Alpha Ministries, but God had his own plan and we have to, have to follow follow that. And, and, and I do appreciate that. Uh For those of you who are listening, if you want to know more about Alpha Ministries, you can go to alphaministries.com and you can be, get on their website and you can see everything that Brother Benny was talking about, all that they do, and uh, how you can participate, how you can give, and then when they do start, put those teams teams together again, how you could probably be a part of those teams. And then uh, also you can reach out to them through email by info at alphaministries.com. Brother Benny, I do appreciate you, Brother. I, I tell you what, every time you, and, you, you are in my presence, Uh, There is no doubt uh, you just ooze uh, God's word and the Holy Spirit is working through you. And you are such an encourager in so many ways.
1: Thank you, brother. And thank you for this opportunity. And I'm praying. My heart is very heavy for our country right now. As I always tell people, you uh, didn't have a choice to be. You were born here in America. I had a choice to be an American, and I'm proud of that. But more than the country, we are citizens of heaven. And we, when we see people in our area, uh, in around us, uh, heading towards, (laughs) uh, towards that, you know that. uh, When you see people, the lost people, let's get engaged. Let's get. Uh, busy in sharing the gospel. The other day, I was walking down my block, just walking, and a man was wearing a T-shirt. said, Lake Life. And I loved that T-shirt, looking at that. So I walked up fast and caught up with him because, you know, he's walking, I'm walking around the block. I don't know this guy. So I said, Hello, sir, can I ask you about your T-shirt? And he, he looked at me and said, Yeah. I said what is lake life I said so he said uh, oh and we we are from Smith Mountain Lake and someone gave me this t-shirt and I love it and Smith Mountain Lake is a famous lake where people go fishing and do things that's in virginia and i know it's about 20 miles away from our place so i said wow that's that's great i thought lake life had some acronym or something but i have a acronym for life life mm-hmm. is lesson in faith every day. So he said, no, that's interesting. What does that mean? And I just started to share and talk with him. And he yeah. would listen to me because, you know, I'm from India um, and he is an American man and he will do that, uh, who who they see. Just go. I mean, people always ask me in conferences and things, what can I do for my neighbor? How can I reach him? Love them. Yeah. Show them hospitality.
0: Just love. Uh, just Invite just their family. Love.
1: Take them out. Yes. Take them out for a meal pay let your wallet come out even before theirs and that's what you should be praying i mean i pray the same prayer god may you be glorified through my life at my today at my expense that's my prayer every day and i want to do something that will outlive me for eternity every day i want to do something that will outlive me for eternity because life is short we don't know Amen. what is going to happen tomorrow this day is a gift for us and we need to do that and My heart's desire and my prayer is that as believers and disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, let's have a prayer in our heart every day that, God, I want to do something today for you that will outlive me for eternity. I don't have competition with anyone. I'm not in competition with anybody. My competition was yesterday. (laughs) Today, I mean, it was with yesterday that, you know, I want to do something better than yesterday today uh, for the glory of God through my life and sharing the gospel with others. Gospel, again, as I shared that other night, it's not a five-point sermon and a poem at the end. It is just telling others what great things God has done in our life. Just speaking to them that I came from India. We worship, um, I mean, I, I come from India and this is what my background was and this is where I came from, but today, God Jesus came into my life he changed me and I I'm my life is totally changed and just sharing that gospel that good news how what God has done in my life will make a big difference and that's what my challenge to all the men and your leader I mean uh, the people who are listening through this podcast is that make it a point to share about Jesus with others yeah, I mean time is short <laughs> and that privilege that opportunity that you get don't miss it uh, you will feel. Oh, uh, I will wait till tomorrow if I see him. No, take that opportunity. Share with him, and as you share him or her, whoever you meet, you will see the glory of God through our, through your life, and uh, you will see, you will experience him in a different way, and the joy of uh, doing that is a uh, it's a great privilege, you know
0: oh amen amen i am sorry we're going to have to end because i tell you what yes, i just sir. love listening to you share share your story share your word share the word and it, it is just fascinating but for those of you um who are listening I, pr- I appreciate you listening and of course i shared with you how you can reach out to brother benny and, and his ministry alpha ministries i'll put that up one more time for those who may be watching but it's alphaministries.com ministries.com And then you can reach out to infoalphamenergies.com if you want to drop them the email. Contentional Conversations with Mike Sandlin is a ministry of Cape Fear Men. If you want to know more about Cape Fear Men, you can go to capefearmen.net and you will be able to find everything out about what we are doing. And while you're there, I want to encourage you to check out my new book, The Call, a journey into men's ministry which is about my journey about being called into ministering to men and the things that i have learned over over the years about ministering men so check that book out if you want to reach out and talk to me you can call reach out to me by uh, emailing me at mike.sandlin at katefearmian.net and i will be glad to to get back to you and speak with you i, I once again benny i appreciate you being with us today it was a great pleasure Thank and you, i i know we will be talking to each other more in the future yes but sir. for our listening audience Amen. god for our listening audience god bless and for what a mentor used to say shared with me every time he would pray over my life he would end his prayer by saying i pray that god will give you a rock to stand on a brook to drink from and a tree to shade you by god bless you Go and join us next time on intentional conversations with mike salmon